Hey, we're at Hoagie's Garage. How's it going tonight, Tob? Part two. Part two. Part two. two. Double header tonight. Makes it, saving gas for me. That's there, what it is. That's we're saving, what we're doing. Saving Especially money. when it's blowing 40 miles an hour. I didn't probably get too good a mileage on the way over, like I said earlier. But. Hey, the way it sounds, though, it's it's not letting no, up, so it should blow I'll get better home. mileage on the way home. It'll even out. Absolutely. Hey, Chase Rodman tonight. Yeah. We, that should be kind of fun. I like to hear the other, you know, not necessarily a racer. We'll find out if he races or, you know, if he did or how he got involved. It should be interesting, I think. Yeah, you know, big uh, dirt vision guy yep. and uh, does all the interviews for him. And, you know, it'd just be fun to see Get what his he, perspective on things. Absolutely. So when we come back, we'll have Chase on. like to thank Octane Inc. from T, South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything. They are known for their wraps. They wrap golf carts, uh, snowmobiles, um, trailers, sprint cars, hobby stocks. It doesn't matter. Uh, side by sides, they wrap it. Uh, they also do coolers and they will also do clothing. You can have t-shirts made there. Um, you name it, these guys can do it. I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing, and I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343. It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. And again, they're just great people to work with. Hey, we have Chase. Is it, how do you actually say your last name? Rodman or Rodman? Yep. Or? yep. You got it right the first time. Rod, like Dennis Rodman, the old basketball player. Just spelled a little different. <laughs> there you go. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, uh, man, where do I start? I, um, I guess uh, you know, I'm 27 now, which is hard to believe, but 27. Um, from Northern California, um, didn't start really announcing races until like 2014. Um, and you know, before that I was, I raced a little bit. Um, I wasn't very good. So that's why I stopped, um, and didn't waste any more of my dad's money. Uh, <laughs> so I decided to do something else and I was a little bit better at that. Um, but you know, before I raced, my dad was, um, a race car driver out here. He was a, a pavement guy, uh, with, you know, super late models and stuff. And, he was the 2001 uh, Southwest Tour NASCAR champ. Um, you know, my, my uncle was uh, also running in that series. He was a rookie of the year. I want to say a couple years before that, he was the champion in 98. Um, so I kind of came from a pavement racing background before I started doing, before I raced on dirt. Um, and then after I raced on dirt, I kind of realized the pavement stuff wasn't exactly as much fun. Didn't like waking up at 8 a.m., going to the racetrack for practice all day. Um, so... The dirt stuff kind of took over, and um, you know, like I said, I started announcing races in 2015, I think it was, and um, kept working, kept working, and uh, here we are now with the with the Outlaws. So, um, kind of a quick um, deal about who I am, I guess. <laughs> so, so, go ahead. What were, what were you racing on dirt then? What cars were you driving? Um, I don't know if you guys ever seen or heard of um, Outlaw carts, um, you know, go karts yep. with a cage on them, basically yep. with a you know, a dirt bike engine on the side of them. Yep. Um, you know, the same type of cars that, 
uh, you know, Larson and Rico and Tanner Thorson and all these guys kind of race out, race at that same track. They all ran, you know, Cycleland and, and Red Bluff out here in Northern California. So, um, I raced the box stock class, which is like kind of the kids class. And then I moved up to the 250, you know, with a 200, 250 CC engine yep. on it. And then I kind of sold my car after my second year of that. I ended up buying my first regular like passenger vehicle. Um, and then after that, I kind of every every year I'd race once or twice in somebody else's car with a, with one of those you know 500 cc two stroke dirt bike engines on them. Um, and so, like I like I said, I try and race every year at least once or twice because I feel like as an announcer, it's kind of nice, to, it's kind of helpful to know what a driver's feeling. You know, when I'm trying to talk about some keeps stuff. you connected uh, to it that way better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so yep. when. So when you drove, did were you like your own crew chief, or did you have a group, or was it just you and a couple guys? Or oh man, no, it was just me and my dad, really, and, and my uncle. Um, uh, I I didn't know anything about. You know, looking back on it, I'm kind of I kind of get mad at myself because it's like I didn't realize how um, fortunate I was to be able to race. Um, so I didn't really, you know. It sucks to say, you know, I didn't really help uh, at the track when it came to working on it or anything like that. I always just wanted to run out and, you know, play with my buddies or go watch the races and and learn more. Um, I didn't really work on the car and and kind of thinking back on it, if I did, then you know, maybe um, maybe I would have been a little bit better because I feel like guys that work on their own stuff are are better drivers. Um, but you know, who knows? I, I might have just sucked forever, so maybe it was a good idea just to get out. of it. <laughs> Well, so so, how did you get starting with the announcing stuff, and how did it? How did you get with Dirt Vision? Um, yeah, so like, I, like I said, I think it was four, I can't remember if it was fourteen or fifteen um, that I was I was kind of doing social media stuff for um, those two go kart tracks I mentioned earlier, cycling and and uh, the Red Bluff Outlaws out here. Um, I was doing the Twitter, uh, you know, updates stuff throughout the night. And then the guy that announced at both those tracks, he was it was the same guy. So in the summertime, it's cycling, and then in the wintertime, uh, Red Bluff is an indoor track, so um, you can race whenever it's raining or snowing or whatever. You can race inside. Um, and so one of the weekends at Red Bluff, the guy that was announcing, he was he had his bachelor party one weekend, and then the next weekend um, he had to or he's getting married. So. Um, I don't know why, but like, I mean, I was good friends with the promoter of the racetrack and he kind of knew who I was and whatever. He's like, Hey, you know, you want to, you know, fill in for this guy for two weekends or whatever. And I was like, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I guess you'll know, give it a try. And then kind of around that same time, um, this guy, Kyler Shaw, who's the owner of fastformedia.com, That's a, you know, live streaming provider for, um, you know, kind of grassroots racing, micro sprints and, and outlaw carts. He was, um, videoing all the races over there and putting up highlights on YouTube and whatnot. And, um, you know, I, so I came in, did, did a race there and, you know, whatever. And then the next race I did again, he's like, you know, Kyler was like, man, hey, you know, you're pretty good at this. You should, you know, you want to follow me around and, you know, you want to go to Idaho and you want to go to Montana and Oregon and all these places, you know, later this year and travel around me a little bit. I was like, you know, I was like thinking like, oh man, maybe, you know, like I don't really know anything about this or whatever. And I was kind of like getting some, you know, good feedback from people who were listening and stuff. And I was like, I guess I'll give it a try. So, um, and I look at, you know, I look back on it and like that first year that I did it, like I went to all these places and I was like Montana, Washington, Idaho, Oregon for all these big, um, outlaw car races. And after that, 
you know, I kind of did just the fast forward thing for a while and then got hooked up with um, Tim Truex, who was the owner of uh, Loud Pedal TV um, before he kind of started working for Flow Racing uh, more recently. But then he had me doing some USAC West Coast races. And then, um, and, you know, 2017, 18, 19, I was doing a lot of USAC West Coast races for the Midgets and the Sprint Car Series. And then after that, um, you know, what really got me into the Dirt Vision deal was 2020 when the, when COVID came through and all that, and they had the they had the World of Outlaws Pro Series on iRacing. Um, you know, during this whole that whole time I was just talking about, I was still I was kind of announcing races on iRacing a little bit too, in the computer you know simulation world or whatever. Um, and so when the Outlaws came and did their iRacing thing because they couldn't race in real life, uh, they had me come on and and help Johnny do the announcing on those deals because Johnny wasn't very tech savvy with that thing. He had no idea what was going on. So I kind of came on and helped him out. I didn't even know Johnny before that. Like, um, you know, the only time <laughs> I'd interacted with him was, yeah, I only time I interacted with him before that was, um, there was an outlaw race at Las Vegas one year and I did, there was the non-wing sprint cars was a support class and I was the announcer for that. And I kind of talked to him then, but he probably didn't remember me at all. Um, but then, so we did the iRacing stuff and, you know, it went pretty well. Um, and then, and then once they got back racing, like in real life, I flew out to Indiana for a micro race I was doing with Fast Four Media. Um, and I was, I was actually two micro races, one weekend. And then we were staying out for a few days. And then there was the next week was another big race. Um, and the outlaws were racing at Terre Haute on a Sunday, I think it was. And on like Saturday or Friday night, maybe or something, uh, the micro race, we had rained out or something, and I text Brian Dunlap, the you know uh, Dervision guy. He's you know one of the head guys at Dervision. I was just like, hey man, you know I don't know what your guys's you know um, lineups looking like. If you guys need a pit reporter or whatever for for Terre Haute, because I knew like then watching Dervision, like they were having like a different pit reporter like every weekend. Like I couldn't seem to like nail down one person. Like it was always somebody different. Yep. And he's like, yeah, you know, um, if you could you know get a ride there or whatever, give it a try and you know, see how it goes. And I was like, okay. So like, I was like four hours away in like in Peru, Indiana, and obviously Terre Haute pretty far away from there. But I had a buddy that was going to the races that night. I hopped in his car, got a ride, you know, went there. I don't know if you guys watched that race or not in 2020 Terre Haute, but like it was the biggest wreck fest I've ever seen at, at <laughs> that track. Like, I mean, there was, there was guys flipping and wrecking and Brad Sweet wrecked three times in one day. And, you know, Craig Kinzer, you know, lost a right for entire qualifying. I mean, all this crazy stuff happened, which gave me a lot of, you know, time on yeah, air. A lot of great exposure. Um, great exposure, yeah, which was not what I was expecting at all because, I mean, Terre Haute, like, if you look back at the history of it, it's, like, usually a really boring race. But this one was, like, crazy. Like, Donnie Shots, like, blew a motor in qualifying and started dead last in the future and was, like, up to second, finished there or something. So it was, like, a crazy night. And so then, like, I got done, and I was like, okay, like, that was crazy. I can't believe, like, that just happened. Um, I'm, like, in the car, driving back my four-hour drive or whatever, and my phone is, like, blowing up, dude. Like, people are tweeting me and texting me and this and that and whatever. And then, like, that night, like, Brian Dunlap texted me. He's like, dude, that was so cool. Like, that great job, whatever. You know, like, you want to do it again on Tuesday night? And I was like, I don't even know where the hell you guys are out on Tuesday night. Like, <laughs> Like, and how much about? are you paying me? <laughs> right, right, right. So, so um, you know, I would have even done it for no pay at that point. You know, like I was just, I mean, I would have done anything to, to do a dirt mission race or whatever. But, you know, he's like, okay, we're, we're in Attica, we're in Attica, Ohio, you know, next Tuesday. 
So it's like two days from now. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to get there? So I, I ended up like renting a car from like this, the enterprise at the town I was staying in. It had like, it was like the one of four buildings in the whole town. It was an enterprise rent a car. <laughs> they had like four cars to rent. And so I rented a car and drove like six hours to Attica or whatever. And it was another crazy night. Like, it was like a string where like Brad Sweet was like leading the points and he wrecked like three races in a row and all this crazy stuff happened in the work area. So another night of like getting a bunch of exposure. And then after that night was over, like Brian Dunlap texted me like, dude, like, what are you doing next weekend? I was like, I don't know. He's like, all right, you want to go to Williams Grove? And I was like, I, I mean, I guess like, sure. <laughs> and then I did like, I did like 14 more races. And then, and then they asked me to do it again, full time the next year. And then obviously this year again. So kind of a, kind of a wild story. It all came together super fast. That's a great story though. <laughs> that is. That's absolutely awesome. So talking about getting to the races. So now that you're with Dirt Vision, how do how do you get to the races? I mean, you got you have to drive, do you fly? I mean, does Dirt Vision give you a car to drive or how does it how does that all work? Um, yeah, so right now, uh, with the schedule, we're kinda just been doing Friday, Saturday races. So usually in those circumstances I um I'll fly out on a Thursday from uh, Sacramento airport. Um, and then I'll fly home on Sundays. So I work Friday, Saturday, and fly on Sunday. And then, you know, the, the dirt vision guys, the guys that set up all the broadcast equipment and whatnot, they drive the, the dirt vision trailer around. Um, you know, they'll come pick me up from the airport in the, in the dirt vision truck. And that's how, you know, we kind of get around town or whatever. And then usually like when we don't have a lot of days between races, like coming up here soon, I want to say we are, um, we run like tri-state it hops on and tri-city and then there's like a race on like a wednesday or something or no no, it's like bristol or something is a practice or something so i have to stay out so we'll drive from you know hops on indiana all the way to bristol and then after that there's a race on like a tuesday then we're driving to new jersey and then and then after that i just got put on a race for the with the super dirt car series big block mods i have to go to new york right after that like the next day or something then i have to fly to ohio which i would usually drive there for um Attica or so I can't even remember the whole schedule but yeah usually you know if there's four or five days between races I'll fly out and then if not then I'll just drive in the dirt vision truck with the trailer attached to it so so the dirt vision truck do do those guys keep track of the total miles for one season oh yeah yeah so um I don't know what the number is to be honest with you but yeah they have to they write all that stuff down when they get gas and whatnot because they have to expense it to the company and um we're actually uh, so the truck that we've been using, they've had it had it for like three years or something, and I mean it's kind of it's not old, but like I mean you could tell that it's been around the country a few times. But we're actually getting a new one right after Bristol, so we're gonna have a brand new truck, which we're all excited about because that one, you know, there's four of us that travel around in it, and it starts to smell after a while. You have four dudes in there, you know, so we're excited for a, a new truck because it'll smell a whole lot better. You'll have to look at the mileage on it before they trade it in and then let us know when you get up here to Houston's. How many right, miles yeah, were on that I mean, one in three there. years? Yeah, it's up there for sure. <laughs> have you have you had an absolute terrible experience going to a race? Um, not not really. As far as like flying goes, like I've gotten pretty pretty lucky. Like I fly a lot obviously to these races and I haven't had any like you know, cancellations or getting stuck overnight or anything like that. Like I've been super lucky. I feel like with how many times I fly a year to not have any issues like that. Um, and you know, now that I think about it, we haven't really had, 
um, you know, any blown tires on the trailer, at least when I'm there, you know, sometimes when those guys are driving across the country, like, like later, later this year, we'll go from Placerville to Eldora, but since I live in California, I won't have to drive that. I'll just fly there because I'm already in, you know, at my house, but, um, you know, so we haven't had any big time issues like that. We did have last year though, um, right after Bristol, we had a, um, the axle on the trailer, it's got two axles and one of them was bent actually. And, um, or broken or something. And so both the tires on that axle were like cambered in like three degrees or something. Wore them out in a hurry. And, Dude, it was wearing the tires out so bad. And so I was never there for when, when they changed it. But, like, I mean, it, we had to nurse that thing around for, like, three months before we – because, like, I guess, like, number one, we had to wait till we got back to the Charlotte office because, like, there's a special shop that we take all of our vehicles to with Dirt Vision yep. um, and the Outlaws. And then they also – they couldn't get the axle for, like, nine weeks or something because of the parts shortages and stuff. So – we had to nurse it around to like New York and then and then back to um, Ohio and then down to like <laughs> Missouri and it was like, dude, like every, we're driving on the road and like the guys telling us like you cannot be going over seventy miles an hour and this thing's gonna blow out. So like <laughs> it was sketchy there for a while. All right, hey, we're gonna take our first break and we'll be right back. The Laurel Ridge Barn it can host corporate events, fundraisers, award ceremonies family reunions, photography studio time, and always weddings. This barn is absolutely spectacular. If you have not seen it, you have to go to their website, laurelridgebarn.com. You can also call them at 605-951-0867. You can call or text that number. Again, that's 605-951-0867. 0867. They are located at 47677 Slip Up Creek Road. No, I didn't make that up. It's 47677 Slip Up Creek Road in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So if you have a wedding or any of those other things, give them a look because I'm telling you, this place is amazing. All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage with Chase. Um, how, you know, going back to the getting to the tracks and stuff, how how early do you get there to get, I mean, to get familiar with everything or, I mean, right. you got to be there like noon or what? Well, um, you know, for the weekends where I fly in, you know, I leave on a Thursday or whatever. Um, and usually, you know, being in California, I can't really get a flight that gets to that area early. So, Thursdays, I'll usually fly in, get there about maybe five, between five and eight o'clock. And then, you know, by that time, like that day, usually the Dervision guys will get there and set all the equipment up and whatnot. They'll get at least, you know, probably 75% of it set up. And then like the race day, we'll get there probably about noon or one, you know, sometimes we'll go get lunch or whatever. So yeah, about one o'clock, I'd say most days. But then on the days where, um, you know, when we, let's say like last weekend, if we would have raced both both races we go from one track to the next you know yeah i mean we would go um from us 36 to lake ozark it was like a three-hour drive like we would have to get there way earlier probably like 11 o'clock to get everything set up for the broadcast um you know to make sure we have and test everything and do all that kind of stuff to make sure we're you know got everything dialed in make sure everything's plugged in that's supposed to be plugged in (laughs) exactly man there's so much stuff that goes into it i i mean i've been doing this for 
you know, probably, I mean, close to two years now, if you think about the first year that I did it now, and then paired up with so far this year, like, I mean, dude, I don't even know everything that it takes to put the stuff up. Like I can tear apart the whole broadcast by myself, like no problem, but putting it together is a completely different story. I have no idea what plugs into what. That's just like me. I can tear anything apart, but I can't always get it back together. (laughs) Right, right. Putting it together is a whole different animal. So, so what's, you know, with all the tracks you've been to, what's, what's your favorite place to go to? And, you know, I don't want to say the worst, but maybe what's the hardest or something for dirt vision to make work? Um, okay. So my favorite track that we went to, I'll just go off last year was, um, was the Rev down there in, um, Mississippi. Uh, unfortunately this year we weren't able to go because it got rained out. And then I think they actually shut the track down. Um, just like a couple weeks later, like they they were supposed to run an outlaw late model race there. And then it got shut down forever and they're turning it back into a pavement track or something. But that one was my favorite. And then the other one was, um, Sharon in, uh, Ohio. Like that, I mean, both those races when we were there, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but like that was the one that Dave Blaney won at Sharon. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I mean, dude, I mean, that track is just so badass. And then also, um, like my top three, I guess like the rev, uh, Sharon and then River Cities, I'd say like top three. Perfect. Yeah, and so oh, and then the one that the one that really really gave us a lot of trouble last year was um was uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, I don't even remember what the track was called. Black um, Hill Speedway, I think, ain't it? Black Hill Speedway. Yep. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Nope. nope. <laughs> man, I I don't recommend it. Um, it was. <laughs> It was bad, man. It was like I don't even know how to explain it. I don't want to get myself in trouble by you know going too crazy here. But we'll it just was, leave it, it at it wasn't stuff. your favorite track. It was not my favorite at all. <laughs> so, what was one of the best races that you've been involved in? Then, say with the World of Outlaws. Well, not even with the World of Outlaws, even before. Well, um, you know, I mean, I'm going to have to say that with the Outlaws, I mean. The, most of the best race I've ever been part of have been with the Outlaws so far. I mean, just thinking back to last year, the Dave Blaney one was, I mean, that was just so much craziness in one day. You know, like that race by itself was wild, but then for Dave Blaney to win for the first time in 20-some years, yeah, yeah. Um, that absolutely insane to be a part of that one. Um, Jacob Allen getting his first win at Dodge City. That was actually the year before that. That was in 2020, I think. Yep. Um, that was memorable. Um, Darren Pittman getting his last win as a full-time outlaw. Uh, that was a special one. Uh, when Sheldon won uh, at Wayne County in front of his home crowd or whatever, that was very cool. The crowd went wild on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I wasn't there for – I mean, I was in Mexico for Donnie's 300th win, which really sucks. I wish I was there for that one, but – I'm sure if that if I was there for that one, it'd probably be near the top of the list. I'd say um, watching him get his 300th win. But yeah, those are kind of the ones that stick out right now off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, you it's bet. hard to remember them all after a while. That's Dude, a, they run together. We they sit really here and we watch too many races on a weekend while we got three TVs going, and sometimes I get one race mixed up with the other one, but. Yeah. Right, right. And the A features always seem to fall at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how that happens. Huh? <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you have a chance to talk to all kinds of sprint car drivers. What, who, who are some of your favorites that 
you know, just are so easy to do an interview with? Um, well, uh, I would say, uh, Carson Macedo, um, he's a good buddy of mine. Um, he's always willing to talk to us and interview with us. Uh, David Gravel's kind of the same way. Uh, Logan Schuhart, very cool guy. Jacob Allen, um, trying to think of who else. Oh, Spencer Baston. You know, those five guys are Brock Zierfoss also. Those guys are all really, really cool when it comes to the Dervision stuff and giving us an interview and hanging out and all that stuff. So, um, trying to think of guys that are kind of not, not outlaw guys like Corey Eliason and Cy Lynch and, um, trying to think of who else could be in that, uh, as well. Tyler Courtney, um, all those guys, they, they appreciate the, chance to get in front of the camera and get their sponsors some recognition yep um and they don't mind doing that at all there's some other guys that i won't name but you know they they could care less you know they don't they don't want to talk to us they don't really care um they got better things to be doing so i that's i i just those guys that i named i appreciate them very much they make my job way easier when i know i can just go walk up to them and say hey man can, can i talk to you for five minutes you know we got track work going on or something you know yeah. yeah. So, you know, we had you booked one other time, but you had to do this golfing thing. And then <laughs> and then we get to see it on uh, on the next uh, race or so on know, Dirt Vision. That, that was yeah. actually really cool. Yeah, I was hoping you guys watched that so you didn't think I was making something up. <laughs> Just brushing uh, us off. No, we saw it. I'm not it. kidding you. Like, I was hoping that you guys were going to see that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was really fun. The only thing I – I mean – I'm hoping that they put together, but it sounds like they kind. We had some something went wrong when we were filming it with the audio mixing with the video or something. Um, and I don't know if there's going to be an extended version of that. Uh, but dude, we played we literally played nine holes, um, and it took like you know the guys with the video cameras had like a, over a hundred minutes of footage on all three cameras. <laughs> so um, it, that was super cool, and I hope that we can do that more with other guys. Sure. I've already talked to guys, you know, some of the guys like Gravel and Zierfoss and you know Macedo, and they all said that they'd be down to do something like that. I was thinking about maybe putting a tweet out potentially um, or something, or maybe saying something on broadcast about you know different ideas that people would like to see with different drivers. Like you know, it doesn't have to be playing golf; it could be you know playing basketball or bowling. whatever. It could be with a certain <laughs> driver, you know, bowling. Exactly. Yeah. So. I want to see what ideas people have, and then we can, you know, maybe make them happen. So well, line something kind of up when you're up at Houston's, and we can come along. We can be caddies, or we'll go golfing. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah, up yeah. there for several days. So if you want some free golf, we'll take you out. Yeah, um, we had Houston's a lot, man. We had, yeah, we had no Carson. Good. We had Carson on the show here a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about he liked to golf. So we offered to take him golfing <laughs> too when he was up here. So maybe you can work something out with him, and we'll just make it a group thing. Just yeah, there's a lot of a lot of the outlaw guys like to go golfing. They all have their own clubs on the road, and you know, there's not very many things to do when you're in the middle of nowhere. You know, and yeah. but there's always a golf course somewhere. Everybody's got a golf course. Exactly. Absolutely. Hey, we're gonna take another break, and we'll be right back. DRG Mechanical in Leicester, Iowa. They can help you with whole house geothermal systems for heat, air, and hot water, leak repair, regular furnace and air conditioner maintenance, home comfort evaluation and system load analysis, construction and remodel planning assistance, new features for your kitchen and bathroom. 
They do it all. They are amazing. Uh, I'd even like to say that I used to work with them back when I was in high school and in college. Um, just an absolute great company. Loved working with Dan Gerber, Davey Roman. Um, just absolutely great, great people and a very well-run business. Give them a call. 1-800-745-6970. They have more locations than just Lester, Iowa. Um, but that's the one that I call home because there's no better place than Lester, Iowa. All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage. Um, Chase, I think uh, as a whole, sprint car racing is on the rise, whether it's because of Kyle Larson or because of Dirt Vision or maybe that other channel. Um, do you agree that sprint car is on the up and up? And I think it's as big as it's ever been, man. Um, and, you know, Kyle definitely um, has a lot to do with it. You know, I think if you if you said he didn't, you'd definitely be, you know, lying. I mean, there's no doubt that he has uh, put a lot more eyeballs on sprint car racing, midget racing, you know, all of dirt racing. And, you know, I I hear every now and again that, you know, more of these cup guys, they're they're watching the outlaws. You know, they're watching Dirt Vision. They're watching, you know, other series on other channels and whatnot. Um, they like to keep up with it. They like to watch it. You know, Kyle Busch, I know he's been doing some dirt racing. You know, he ran that the Tulsa shootout with the micros. And, yep. you know, from, some people might not even notice that he's been doing it more. Like, it seems like almost every other weekend he's down uh, doing a micro race with his kid. And he's going to dirt tracks every weekend. Um, I think that the dirt stuff is really, really on the rise it's just you got to get it. It's just it, there's just some there's some barriers. There's something that is just not being breached. I, I can't think of what it is that like the average fan, like a NASCAR fan, like what is it like a NASCAR fan? Like let's just say, like I don't know if you guys are NASCAR fans or whatever. Like I don't I don't watch it you know religiously. I don't really pay attention to it as much. Um, but like a guy that let's just say only watches NASCAR. Um, and then he sees a sprint car and he's like, oh, man, it's like, you know, like a kid's car or something. He has no idea what it is, right? And then he sees Kyle Larson in a uh, highlight video and, and he says, oh, man, why is Larson picking on the lower divisions? Like, what's up with that? It's like, dude, like a lower division, like you are an absolute clown for thinking that. Like <laughs> – there's no way lower division, but at the same time, I think to myself, like that guy probably has no clue no. what this is. No, idea. no. And, like how do you reach that guy? I, yeah. I don't know what the answer to that question is, but um, I think more of those people are slowly being reached thanks to you know Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Chase Briscoe, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., um, a couple of these other guys that are moving away. Tyler Reddick, you know, he's not really a guy that you know, talks about dirt racing a lot, but, you know, he came early models, but not so, uh, but, you know, it's, the word is definitely getting out there more. Um, it's just, it's not where it, you know, I think should be, but at the same time, racing, it's not mainstream, you know, like it's a tight group of, I don't know how many people are sprint car fans, but like, it's nothing like NASCAR or F1 or, Whatever it is, I can't like that. I feel like how it's a niche group, but also at the same time, 
I like to see how much better car racing is than NASCAR racing. You know, the, the, you know, I wish I could show them the race from, um, you know, Calaria, the race from Volusia, or the race from Cotton Bowl, and show them how much better it is than NASCAR racing, and they'll be like, "Oh man." Maybe this isn't, you know, some amateur sport that these guys are doing when they're not racing the cup car, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's amazing. You know, I've followed a lot of different racing formats, whatever you want to say, on Facebook, too. And sometimes you just got – I like to read the comments just because you see where people have no idea what they're even talking about, and it's easy to find them people. And it's like you were saying, too, it's a lot with NASCAR. People don't think dirt racing is that big a thing or whatever, but – they just they don't understand it. I don't believe. Yeah, and you know, hopefully you guys can hear me better now. But um, did the Facebook comments is like the biggest like cesspool of all time. Oh, it's like, it's, it's fun to read once in a while when you're in the oh, mood. Oh man, I go on there and I laugh my ass off sometimes at some yep. of the stuff people are saying. You know, and it's and it's it takes every fiber in my being to not respond to them and tell them how stupid they are. <laughs> But, you know, I'm just like, what am I going to get out of that? You know, like, yeah. this guy doesn't even know who I am. Like, it's not going to do anything. Um, the other place I like to look at is on the YouTube comments, which I don't know if you do that very much. Oh, yep, yep. YouTube comments are also phenomenal to read for that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's great for a good laugh once in a while. And some people oh, actually yeah. have good comments. I mean, it's not all, you know, I mean, there's a lot of good comments, oh, right. too. But you can always find the certain ones. I, I do think, though, the people that you know, our NASCAR people, and they're watching Kyle Larson um, and, and the other guys. Um, once they start watching sprint car racing, I think some of them, it kind of grabs them. And they realize, geez, these races aren't very long, and yeah. this is more fun than sitting in front of a TV for four hours. You know, I, I, think, I think the more people watch it, I think it keeps grabbing them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how people can sit through a three-and-a-half or four-hour NASCAR race and legitimately watch every single lap. There's no way that's, that, that that happens very often. I, I've been known to take asleep. an occasional nap. Yeah, exactly. Like, without falling asleep, like, I could see that maybe. But, hey, I mean... I, I do it this way, Chase, because I like to see what Kyle Larson does. But I watch it like two fast-forward buttons. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and i can get done with it in about an hour then <laughs> there you go yeah dvr it yeah that's makes it way better yeah and then stop it if something exciting happens right <laughs> so right what what do you think um is the future for sprint car racing since we're kind of talking about it? what do you think the future holds for it um well i'm hoping that you know it kind of gets to the point where lay bottles are at right i mean lay bottles right now they are racing for so much money that they can, like, that people are dropping off of full time tours, like, you know, the Outlaws or Lucas, what lay models are, like, yep. they can't even keep people on the tour because they make more money going and running all these other big money races, right? Like, that doesn't happen in sprint car racing because there's, what, maybe 10 races that pay more than $20,000 or $25,000, I'd say. Um, and it doesn't make sense to, uh, you know, do a schedule like that. So you follow the outlaws, you get your tow money, you know, you get your, you make the show every night, this thousand bucks, you're getting, you know, this new bonus program with the outlaws, you're making money off that. But 
Like, I would like to see sprint car racing get to the point where it's like, dude, like every every month or like every two weeks or something, there's like a 30,000 to win race or something. I don't know why it's not like that right now because, you know, I like late models. Like, I started watching them a little bit more uh, here and there ever since I started working for Dirt Vision. Um, they're very exciting. And I like them. But I don't watch a late model race and feel like – I don't feel like worried about the driver's safety, right? I, I mean, they're, they're in a full body car, like in a yep. sprint car, like every time they go out there, I'm like, okay, dude, if that guy's wheel comes off, like he might not walk out of here, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, and I think that they should be rewarded for their, you know, I don't know, bravery is the right word or whatever, but like putting it on the line, you know, every night, like I'd like to see them race for more big money, which the drivers would probably also agree with that. Um, but at the same time, what we're seeing with the late model stuff is like, there's so many big races that like a 5,000 to win or maybe a 10,000 to win late model show, like gets like 20 cars because at this point, like 10,000 wins, like nothing in the late model world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't, doesn't Kyle Larson have a race tomorrow or something? I think it's on the other John flow or something, but he's got yeah, some, he some late model race that he's promoting or putting on tomorrow night. So. I don't know yeah, what that so, one's paying, but yeah, I don't know either. But it's, I'm sure it's got to be at least twenty thousand to win. But I also saw um, that I want to say a cup driver or two is running that thing, um, and so that just kind of shows you that more of these guys are wanting to run the dirt stuff. And I'm not sure if that's because of the NASCAR kind of running dirt now with Bristol and whatnot. Um, but you know, cool to see more and more guys venturing out dirt, like at Millbridge. Um, like tonight, I was looking at the entry list, and they had like. Um, there was like four cup guys in the field and I was like, what the heck? Like, that's just, that's cool to see. I'm not sure if they're doing it because they like it or they're doing it to try and get better for the cup race or what, but, uh, you didn't see that five years ago. No, 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 no. Weren't even allowed to. No, you wouldn't even see Kyle Larson in a dirt car until November. Yep. Yep. Till after the cup season was over. And and we're kind of lucky up here with Todd Queering because Husitz is going for big money and yep. Jackson, the other track he owns, you know, that one runs for some pretty big money also. So Yes, they do. No, well, it's um, the Husitz, the high bank nationals are a hundred grand to win, I think. So. Yeah. so Yeah, I mean, it seems like every year, man, we're getting more and more high paying races. Like the, the big one, like you said, or the the Hutes, or the, the um High Bank Nationals, and then the historical big one returns this year. Yep. Um, I want to say that one's 100 to win, maybe, or 75 to win. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and then what was that other race that was – oh, uh, Skagit's going to pay, I want to say, 25 to win this year. And then maybe another one. Uh, I don't know if Jackson Nationals, if their purse increased, but obviously that's a high-paying one. And I like how they switched the Jackson Nationals to the week after Knoxville to try and grab more cars for that race. I yep. thought that was a great news. Yep, get them to stick around. You know, they're all in the neighborhood yeah. anyhow. Exactly, they're close. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, for guys like us, the different, you know, dirt vision flow have changed the way we can watch races. But what do you think, I mean, have you noticed, I don't know how to even word that, but to us it's been just amazing to see and watch races. Do you think that it's going to continue on? I mean, is this going to be a long-term thing? Yeah, Um I think it's going to be, yeah, and I think that, you know, with Derision Flow and all these other guys, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, when you're watching a race or something and you see a badass race or you see a place that looks cool, like, I'm sure that makes you want to go, go check and, it out sometime. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that the tracks are starting to realize that too. Like, I'm, I can, you know, if we put on a good show, like, we'll, you know, people are watching them from all over the world. Like, maybe someday, you know, they'll want to come here to our track and experience it. But, um, yeah, as far as the broadcast and stuff goes, man, I think it's going to get bigger. You know, uh, you know, Jim Chappelle is the guy that the general manager at Dervision. Uh, he's trying to, you know, make Dervision more and more. Um, you know, like legit, I guess, you know, he's trying to make it more and more like, like you're watching a TV broadcast of a dirt race, you know, with Dave Reef in the, um, you know, in the studio, yeah. throwing it back to him and back to Johnny and then back to me and, you know, all the, you know, all the graphics packages and, you know, with the drivers doing their, you know, the videos of them, um, you know, the production day and whatnot with all the drivers and their, uh, headshots and doing all that kind of stuff for the broadcast. I mean, it, they're they're amping everything up, man. And yeah. it's going to get better and it's going to get bigger and bigger. Um, but I still th- I don't I, I just I think um, it's just tough for somebody. Like, here's the thing: those fans that we're talking about earlier with like NASCAR, like if they only watch NASCAR and maybe they watch a sprint car highlight video, like the problem with it with that guy is like he saw a sprint car race that he thought was cool, but like. Is he going to pay $150 for flow? Is he going to pay $300 for Dervision? Like, he's not going to do that. Like, there's, like, that gap that needs to be bridged between, like, those casual, like, not casual, but, like, new people to dirt racing. Like, how are they going to experience it more without having to pay a decent chunk of change, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I can understand that, too. It So, you, is there, you know, I know we're kind of, in the start of the season, um, but is there more things to come with flow that maybe are not sorry Jeez, with vision that we haven't <laughs> seen yet this year? Um, you know, I don't really know to be honest with you. Uh, those guys over in the studio in, in North Carolina, like they are trying to do new things all the time. You know, they're bringing on. The Dave Reef thing in the studio, I think, is a is a very interesting aspect of things. And I don't know if you guys watch, you know, all of the Dervish broadcasts or if you just watch the sprint cars or whatever. But, um, you know, whenever there's multiple races on Dervish in one night, to have Dave Reef in the studio kind of recapping things like and doing things like that, I feel like that's a pretty uh, nice aspect to the broadcast and kind of a different thing that nobody else is doing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, Jim Chappelle, he came from Speed Channel and – uh, you know, he came from, uh, I think another, uh, TV, um, provider that did racing coverage. Uh, so he's got a lot of ideas, you know? Um, and I think that you know, either this year or next year or coming soon here, I'm not really sure, but he's going to be trying more and more stuff to make it a better viewing experience for, you know, you like guys like you, you know? Yeah. I, the, the other thing that I really like is when you and Johnny kind of go back and forth. Yeah, I, actually, I was on a podcast last week, and uh, the, guy, the guy that was the host of that one said the same thing, you know, and it's really cool to um, to hear people say that, you know, because, um, you know, I feel like that's a pretty big deal. Like, I mean, th- there was a lady, at, I can't remember where she was at last year, but she's like, you know, Chase, you're like a part of my family. I mean, you're in the living room three nights a week, you know, like, you're like – and I'm like, I, I mean, that's just weird to hear, but it's like, I, I get what she's saying, you know, like, um, you know, me and Johnny are having a conversation and we're both on, on the screen and, um, you know, we try and make it 
uh, as interesting as we can. You know, and like with the thing I like about Johnny and like I feel like how we have the same kind of um, like broadcast technique or I don't know what you want to call it, but like he keeps things, which I'm sure you guys have noticed watching him a lot, but like he keeps things very serious and very like um, amped up at the same time. You know, it's like a, it's I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but like I try and do the same thing right like we try and like right before the main event like everybody's getting pumped up like he just did the lineup and he's got the music going and i like to try and you know key into that and make it you know hype people up more and more which um i don't know if it i don't know if it works i hope it does um people seem to like it and um i feel like that's kind of a unique thing with dervision compared to other series they don't really have that type of thing going on you know uh, so what does the future hold for you in, say, sprint car racing? Is this something you feel you want to do for a while yet or don't dare say? Or Man, that's – I mean, I'm still young, man. I'm 27. I don't have a kid. I, I have a girlfriend, and it's it's tough leaving her all the time and being gone for a while. Uh, I'm not married, obviously, but, you know, I don't have any kids. I don't have anything tying me down. Um, but, you know, it's – this is my second year doing it, and I, I still love doing it. I love sport car racing, um, and you know uh, it's hard to say. You know, I mean, what? I mean, towards the end of the year, it's like, man, dude, like, I mean, we, it's, it's a lot. Oh, it's, it's a, it's a it's drawn a out lot. season. A lot of getting it's, from place to place. Once you get into the heart of the season, right? I mean, at mid part of the season, and I'm gone for three weeks at a time. You know, it's like Jesus Christ, man. Like, <laughs> this is a lot of windshield time, dude. Like. I mean, it's a lot. And, oh, yeah. Uh, at those point in times, it's like, man, I don't know if I can do this again. But then it's like, you know, you see a badass race or, you know, you, you go somewhere and have a bunch of fun with some people. And you're like, okay, like, this is why I do it, you know. Yep. Like, see, I mean, I'm not sitting at a desk and, you know, typing away on a computer or, you know, working at McDonald's or something. Like, I have a very unique job. And I think that you know, being able to watch racing for a living, it's, um, not a bad gig. Hard, yeah. It's pretty hard to say, or, you know, pretty hard to walk away from something like that, you know? Yep. Absolutely. All right. Hey, we're going to take our last break and we're going to come back with some rapid fire questions for him. Lester days 2022 is August 20th. Put that on your calendar. It's going to be another great year. Um, you know, last year we had a smoking competition and we're going to do that again. We had fire truck rides. We had a uh, little kid, uh, tractor pull, uh, golf ball drop. Um, you know, we're at, we're going to add some things that we think are going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, we're going to, I think have a glow run on Friday night, the night before. So, just a bunch of fun things that are going on in the great village of Leicester, Iowa. Come and enjoy the day with us in Leicester. All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage. Just going to wrap her up here, maybe with some rapid fire speed questions, whatever you want to call them. Um, simple and easy for you, Chase. Um, favorite flavor of ice cream? Um, definitely mint chip. Mint chip. That's a new one, I think. Yeah. Um, I like mint. Uh, you, know, you and my wife would get along good. She's all about mint. She loves that when they got the the oh McDonald's got their oh yeah the shamrock. Yeah, the shamrock. there you go. Thanks for bailing yeah. me out on that one. 
Yep. Um, cat or a dog person? I have three cats, and one of them sitting right next to me right now. Well, that's that's what they normally but, do. Uh, but I, I will say, I know it's supposed to be rapid fire, but like I live in an apartment, so I can't have a dog. So <laughs> I'm forced to have cat. I do love my cats, but like I wouldn't mind having a dog too. And I, I, you might be the first person that has said cat, so that's good. You'd be the first person, well, right? I'm um, glad I'm the first one. <laughs> What's your favorite hobby other than racing? Um, probably playing video games. Um, I like I like to play video games quite a bit. I before I um, uh, you know, did all this announced stuff, man. I was I had like twenty nine days played or something on Call of Duty back in the day. Like I was a, I was just always on my computer and stuff. So probably video games. Right, do you do any racing on your video games? Yeah, I, I have iRacing, and um, that's really the only racing game that I have. Uh, but mostly, I play shooting games uh, right yeah. now. So. You and my boy would get along good then. There we go. He's playing, a I think it's Call of Duty. He's in a group thing. There's guy he plays with guys from California and all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's, it's addicting, man. Yeah. It really is. What's your favorite movie? Oh, definitely Happy Gilmore, for sure. <laughs> Just watched that the other day. It was on again. <laughs> It is. I can watch it all day. It is a great movie. First thing you drink when you wake up in the morning? Oh, I I gotta have Starbucks every morning. I have a cold brew from Starbucks, and the Dirt Vision guys hate me because I have to make them. They they drive me to Starbucks every morning. Don't, every track. Don't you get sick of waiting in line for twenty minutes? No, I order online. Gotta order online. You oh, walk right geez. in, have it. Yeah. That's Maybe they don't have that up here in Sioux Falls. Cause <laughs> I guess not. You, you see people in line like no other for Starbucks. So, um, No, you're yeah, a California person, but um, snow or rain, what do you prefer? Oh, snow for sure. I, I like to go snowboarding in the wintertime, um, so I'll, I'll take snow. So would you rather it be 105 degrees or 5 degrees? Oh, well, jeez, that's tough. Um <laughs> Well, <sighs> you can pass if it's too complicated. That's, I'll say, I'll say 105. There you go. Uh, favorite place to go out to eat? Um, let's see here. Like a fast food place, I'll go Taco Bell. Um, and a sit down place. I don't know if you get. I don't know if they have it out there, but like uh, Red Robin, I really like going there for yep. like a sit down restaurant. We got one. Yep. Yeah, Red Robin's good. Well, Sioux Falls has one. We don't have one in Leicester. <laughs> Not in Leicester. No, Not we only got two hundred and fifty people of Leicester. <laughs> Doesn't support a Red Robin. <laughs> um, what's your favorite holiday? Um, probably Thanksgiving. I like Thanksgiving, and it's also right next to my birthday, so it's kind of like a double holiday. Oh, that that works. Yeah. Um, would you rather do laundry or rather go shopping? We can go with the girlfriend, you know, or whatever, but. Oh man. Um, I mean, if it's shopping for me, then I guess shopping, uh, <laughs> if it's shopping with my girlfriend, then definitely laundry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, uh, what's your favorite thing to eat? If you do go out or for supper or what, what is your favorite thing to eat? Oh, uh, definitely spaghetti. Big spaghetti fan. You bet. What's, you know, since you were a racer in your day, what's the fastest you've ever gone on the highway? 
Um, probably nothing too crazy. Maybe like one ten, maybe. Okay. Like yeah. I had a I had an old Honda Civic, and that was like all it maxed out. I was like one hundred and ten. <laughs> so, being you're talking old Honda Civic, what's your daily driver now? My daily driver is a twenty twenty um subaru wrx um you know a subaru people like oh man you know grandma car or whatever they could say whatever they want but like you know, i don't know if you guys know what a wrx is but it's kind of like a little i consider it my little sports car you know okay um i i wanted one for years and i finally got one a couple of years ago so it's kind of my dream car you perfect <laughs> and it's good on gas compared to a truck or something <laughs> That's yeah, important right absolutely. now. Well, in California, it's very important. I mean, we got six dollars a gallon over here, so yeah. Uh-huh. I think ours is uh, three sixty-six or three sixty-nine. Yeah. So you need to get back to the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, dude. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Chase, for being willing to come on and share your information. It's all great stuff. Hey, I'm glad you guys had me on, and I got to ask: Are you guys actually in a garage or what? Yep. Oh, that's cool. We're yeah, sitting in the awesome. garage. The car's behind us. We've got the bar separating the cars from the TVs, and we're that's just hanging like, out. Uh, so Awesome. Oh, hey, well, I guess we'll see you guys at Houston's then, huh? Yep, you yep. Bet. I'll stop in and say hi. All right, sounds good. Hopefully I won't need any shirts this time. Well, <laughs> I might not have one with me this time. I gave my last oh, one man. away, but it Actually, replaced I'll, it for I'll me yet. That shirt. I'll wear that shirt at Houston's. Okay, that'll be perfect. All right. All Sounds right. great. Thanks, Chase. Take care. Right, see you guys. Yep. I'd like to thank Octane Inc. from T, South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything. They are known for their wraps. They wrap golf carts, uh, snowmobiles, um, trailers, sprint cars, hobby stocks. It doesn't matter. Uh, side by sides, they wrap it. Uh, They also do coolers, and they will also do clothing. You can have t-shirts made there. Um, You name it, these guys can do it. I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing, and I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343. It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. And again, they're just great people to work with. And we're back. There Don't, you have another another session. Another session. The end of our doubleheader tonight. Yeah, I like doubleheaders, though. They kind of make it fun. That's right. Uh, I thought Chase did a great job, too. Different perspectives on things. And he was a racer. Started out racing. Got into announcing. Yeah. And, you know, he flies a lot. He, yep. You know, just how he gets to every place. It depends and, on what's going on. You know, once the season starts, then he's going to spend more time in the hauler or whatever you want to say. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot of good information, I thought. I liked it. Yeah, absolutely. You never know what Dirt Vision's going to come out with next. No, they've they've made quite a few improvements this year already with different things that they got on there now. So hopefully more golf things. Yeah, you know, let's yeah. see how good a golfer Maybe, Chase is. He talked about an extended version of it or something. So yeah. we'll see from there. <laughs> I like the one hand down, halfway down the butter. <laughs> <laughs> Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore! That was, was his favorite movie. Yep, that was it. <laughs> So, all right. Well, hey, that's that's a wrap for Hoagie's Garage. That's it for the week. Till next time.